none of man's fantasies of evil can compare with the reality of Jaws. Catch him and kill him. Did you hear your father out of the water now? This shark, swallow you whole. From the best-selling novel, Jaws, rated PG. Maybe too intense for younger children. Joggist, it is Joggist, where I will be watching Jaws each day. Podcast, got a podcast, but I'm not quite sure what I will say. The choice of this time might give you pause, cause it has nothing to do with Jaws. Joggist, it is Joggist, where every day I will watch Jaws and talk about Jaws. It helps if you like Jaws. Monday, August 10th, 2020. I'm still here. I'm still podcasting about Jaws. And more importantly, much more importantly, I am still watching Jaws. Today, I just finished watching Jaws for the 10th time in 10 days and now i'm taking my dog to a rail trail in salem new hampshire and i thought you know what while i'm heading there it's a little further than the the rail trail i usually do in my hometown i thought well now's a perfect time to talk a little bit about the movie jaws 10 days and i'm wondering if i'm gonna start repeating myself because I thought of things to talk about today. And I thought, wait, have I talked about that already? So, if I start repeating myself, too bad. I'm repeating myself every day by watching this lovely movie every single day. Today, I want to talk about Mr. Matt Hooper. Go back to him. I feel like I talked about him a little. But I want to talk about a few specific things. Um, and they are mostly 
unspoken moments. Now, I played this clip before in an earlier episode of the spoken moment that I'd like to talk about first, and that is um, when he is at the dinner table. He goes to the Brody house for dinner. He barges into their house without, you know, un, un, um, unknown. They didn't know he was coming. I'll just say that. Uh, that'll mean something to someone. And uh, he shows up, and there's this little moment where he's having this conversation. Uh, it's when Alan says, my, my, uh, my husband tells me you're in sharks. And the way he tells that story, he goes, I love sharks. I love them. Just just that line. I mean, the whole story's good, but just that line where he goes, I love sharks. I love them. To me, felt so believable. Like, and it was, you know, you got the Brodies there going like, how could you, probably thinking, how could you possibly love sharks? They, they eat and kill people. But, that was a lawnmower. But, um, you know, this guy lives and loves the sea and sharks and uh, he's been fascinated with them his entire life. So it, it makes a lot of sense that he would love them and Hooper makes that extremely believable. Um, the other two moments that I want to talk about are silent moments. And they are, well, you know, he gives his one of his famous, probably his most famous speech uh, this was no boating accident. It was a shark. Love that speech. Always great. But before that, right before that, the medical inspector, he wants to go see the remains of the first victim. And uh, Brody's like, bear with me for a second, but gets him there. And before he gets a look at them, he doesn't know what to expect. This is me projecting what I think I'm seeing here. Hooper does not know what to expect. All of a sudden, the medical examiner takes out what um, what basically is like a large Tupperware container. You know, not not a not a bed, not a, a full like um, gurney of, of uh, remains or, you know, a human, you know what I mean, dead body. Just, uh, you know, just just enough to fit like, you know, a nice good-sized casserole in. And that's uh, where, where um, Chrissy's remains are. And uh, he, you just watch Hooper, watch Hooper at that moment. He looks like, what the F? Like, he's not prepared for, I mean, he, when he lifts it up, he's like, oh, um, I, I want to learn that speech. This is larger than any squalus uh, for these waters. All I remember is squalus. Uh, there's plenty of, like, Latin mumbo-jumbo. It's not mumbo-jumbo, but Latin that I want to, I want to learn and recite to you. Uh, and believe me, I have 21 days to go, so there's plenty of time for that. Um... Yeah, because yeah, I'm going to have to think of things to do for 21 days. I'm already, like, hitting my head now. But I'm going to have... Um, i got to schedule a time to have um, my buddy Chris on. And Eric, if you're out there listening, I know you're listening. If you're out there, we got to book a time. i got 21 days. 21 days of Joggis left after today. I think... Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, you're going to have to set something up. Got a little Zoom time. Or you can just yell really loud from your parents' house if you're, if you're there visiting. And I can, um, I can just record that. I'm driving. And I don't want to be... I don't want to drive distracted, but I am podcasting while driving, which is still legal in New Hampshire from what I gather. 
Um, so those are the big things that I wanted to discuss to deal, dealing with Hooper. You know, these are short episodes now. What am I? I'm just checking my recorder. I am, I am under six minutes of talking. And my my friends, last night you thought last night's episode was short, <laughs> but I could I could ramble, I'm I'm very good at that. So, um, what else about Hooper do I want to talk? Well, then there's these other unspoken moments that are great. Uh, Quint downs his Gansett, and Hooper just looks at him like, oh yeah, and he downs his cup of water, squeezes the uh, squeezes the the styrofoam cut the cup shut. He has all like the. Um, even unspoken moments, the the laughs. Hooper gets pretty much all the laughs in this movie. Um, the moment when uh, it's like you you uh, you college kids aren't educated enough to, to admit when you're wrong, and Hooper gives um, you know he just makes all these faces and mouth stuff to Quint, all done in one shot, which is tremendous. Uh, again, more laughing, and then of course he's up on the uh, you know up in the. Uh, the captain's chair. Ooh, a turkey. I gotta slow down. I don't want to run over. Turkey. Hello. Usually, where there's one, there's more. Oh yes. Oh, oh my God. About fifteen turkeys, give or take five. Um. So he, when he's up there, he's like, "Aye, aye, Captain, aye, aye." And then he's like, "I'm not gonna take this abuse much longer." Which is that W.C. Fields? I can't do it, but he does a pretty good one. Um, just all the laughs with that moment and um, my god Richard Dreyfuss he was nominated for this right as I as I say you know um, Murray Hamilton hell Chief Brody and definitely Robert Shaw were all robbed for Oscars um, so was Richard Dreyfuss you know it's very rare that you see a movie that is a huge summer blockbuster that also has these amazing performances in them you don't you don't get a lot of that it's like it's Jaws and it's Kong Skull Island. Okay, that's the first one I could think of. Um, but there's a moment where, um, you know, they're, they're pretty much stranded. And Quinn says, Hoopa, what exactly can you do with these things here of yours or whatever? I, you'd think after 10 days I'd get every quote right. And he's like, you can get this little needle into that shark. And the way Hooper just answers it, again, I don't know, it just felt so... Um, sincere. I think that's the word I'm looking for. I like acting. I don't. I love broad acting, big acting, you know, wild craziness. But I also love quiet acting that seems sincere. You know, um, I'm not, I'm not going to go all over the place with talk about other movies, but uh, Chris, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Leo in in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when the little girl tells him it's, it's you know that's some of the best acting he's ever seen. And he just has this quiet moment of like, you know, Quint has that in this movie's where in this movie where just the faces he makes, these quiet, sincere moments, never mind the Indianapolis speech. Did I talk about that, that other moment? No, I didn't even talk about that. During the Quint's Indian, Indianapolis speech, never mind watching Quint, watch Hooper. Just watch him. He's laughing, he's giggling, he's drunk. And the moment Quint says the Indianapolis, he sobers up in two seconds. He's like, you were in, in the Indianapolis? And then he just sits there. Like mouth, uh, uh, you know, mouth open, like, oh, because he knows the story, and he's hearing it firsthand, and he's just like in awe, and you just watch that, and I wonder how much of it is Richard Dreyfuss in awe of this acting going on too. I don't know, but 
I love that moment, but I didn't talk about um, his answer when when Robert Shaw asked about the little needle. He just said he just said, "No, I can't do that." And you know, it wasn't. It was just it was nothing special. But for some reason, I love that way he says it. No, I can't do that. But I think if I get close enough in the cage, I can get the shark in the mouth. And then, of course, Quint's like, I mean, Brody's like, he's gonna rip this cage apart. And then Hooper, I'm gonna do my best, Hooper. You got any best suggestions? Yeah, that was terrible. That was a terrible Hooper. Um, but that's what today's show is all about. All about Mr. Mad Hooper. You know, when I was a kid, Mr. Hooper was a uh, was an old fellow on Sesame Street who taught me about death. But as I got older, I realized Mr. Hooper is really from the ocean, ocean, oceanographic, oceanogra- oceanographic institute, oceanographic. Yeah. I'll get it. By day 19, I'll nail it. Me good, pronounce words. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think I've covered about everything I've thought about covering today. Did I talk about one thing I'd never noticed before? Well, I didn't pick up on this today. But, you know, I watch Hooper, I watch Brody at the beginning on the beach with that young fella. Uh, who's one on, the, the guy, the guy with the, with the, with the luscious blonde hair who was, you know, wanting to, basically wanting to go swimming and get laid. Uh, luckily, he was too drunk to get eaten by a shark. That guy's gone on to become a pretty successful film and television producer. Um, but it didn't, you know, it didn't, I didn't notice it yesterday, but I didn't notice it until this time around um, as far as like, you know, I was like, well, wait, how do they know who the victim was? Oh, she must have had ID. Wait, all, where's all her stuff? Then I realized, of course, Brody's carrying all her stuff. He's got his, he's got her jacket, he's got her pocketbook. They don't, they don't know if it's a crime scene. They just think it's a missing person, so they're going to pick up all this stuff. Um, and even at the beginning, when uh, when he's leaving, uh, Brody goes, um, "Missing person." The season hasn't started. Nobody's even here. But he says, "Missing person," right at the beginning. I don't know. I just wanted to mention that for some reason, even though I was talking mostly about Hoopa. Um, and then there's one question. Maybe I'm going to start having questions asked. Um, Jaws questions. And my Jaws question today is, did Ellen ever get her cup back? Remember, Brody left with that cup. Ellen wanted it back. She goes, I want my cup back. He's like, you'll get it. I have no idea. No idea if she ever got it back. I'd like to think she did. But who knows? Ladies and gentlemen, that is Joggers 10th. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. You want to follow me on social media? It's on Twitter. Mostly I'm on Twitter, at Geek Mentality. I'm also on Instagram, at Geek Mentality. And... The website is fans.experts.com. The Facebook page is just fans.experts. But really, it's just me posting a picture and a link to Joggist every day. But if you can go like the page, um, that would make me smile. I was trying to think of a Jaws reference, but I couldn't I, I couldn't say, open up, say ah, because that's not Jaws. I can't believe I just said that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening for subscribing. Uh, this is giving me plenty of time to get to the rail trail. I'm still not there yet. I am up in New Hampshire now. Then I will cross over what is known as Route 28. Once I cross Route 20... Actually, I won't even cross Route 28. We're at the Route 28 uh, junction. I shall take a right, and there's a parking lot. 
where I shall park my automobile and get out and walk my dog. So, that means I'm done for today. But I'll see you tomorrow, because guess what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm watching Jaws tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm losing my mind. Rambling here, and I think that I'm done. Thank you so much. I'm talking too long. So guess what happens now? Here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode That's not experts